honest question. Okay. Do you think we are actually going to be able to talk for more than three minutes about Elvis Costello? More than three, yes. Difficult for me. Why? You just don't have anything to say? This is one of those times for me in this podcast. We're going to talk about somebody that legitimately I do not understand why anybody thinks that this is good. Guess. Take some guesses. Uh, It's like uh, the right people said it was cool. Somebody out there said you should listen to this guy, and it was the the right person at the time. Music critic. Yeah, like a music critic or something, but I don't feel like there's anything redeeming about Elvis Costello. It's just, it sucks so bad that the first time that I ever had to endure an entire song, I couldn't skip it for some reason. I legitimately got done with the song and looked at my wife and I was like, why the, f- why would anybody listen to this? There's not good hooks. Yeah. The songs are shitty. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> want to listen to anything he does. It is objectively horrible music. It just really is bad music. Could not agree more. This is why you and I are friends, man. Yeah, this is why we do this podcast. This is going to bring us together so much more closer than we were before. I mean, and his name's not even Elvis. No, it's not. Which, why the fuck did you call yourself Elvis, dude? Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't even name my cat Elvis. I really dislike Elvis Presley also. We'll definitely do an episode on Elvis Presley, but is it like a reaching? Is he trying to pay homage to Elvis, even though he sounds nothing? It's kind of weird, though. It's like a fake of a fake. Yeah. I did look up his real name, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it or uh, really any of the names of the places where any of this shit happened because it just feels like I'm reading a Harry Potter book or something. It's a bunch of British sounding shit that I don't know how to say. Did he go to Hogwarts? Yeah, definitely did. I read that in his bio. (laughs) But yeah, just imagine I reeled off a bunch of British sounding words at you. And one of the first real things Elvis Costello had happen in the music business for him was that he was a roadie for the band Brinsley Schwartz, Nick Lowe's first band. And as far as I'm concerned, we should flip a coin to see if we spend the rest of this episode talking about why (laughs) you should listen to Nick Lowe or why you shouldn't listen to Elvis Costello. But we probably can't do that. I actually don't have a coin. Can't flip it. Anyway, Elvis got a record deal with Stiff Records, whose first big hit record had been, so it goes, by Nick Lowe. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that Nick Lowe was this label's first big hit maker, and then he brought his roadie to the label to get him a record deal. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Elvis Costello's talent is really responsible. Oh yeah, for him becoming. A recording artist. Pure talent. Yeah, and Nick Lowe's success with this label was pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. Pure. Pure. Elvis Costello almost named his band The Sticky Valentines instead of The Attractions. The Sticky Valentines. I have no comment about that. I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to mean. I don't want to fucking know. It sounds gross. It's disgusting. (laughs) The inference is gross. And I, let's move on. It's so fucking gross. (laughs) I wish he would have called himself that. Elvis Costello and the Sticky Valentine. Please, that would have been fantastic. Then I would have had even more ammunition to mock people. For well, I, I don't think we would be sitting here. I fucking hope not. <laughs> if I had a time machine right now, oh, I would go back. They did do something really smart with his first album, though. This is very smart. He, I'm sure it's not his idea. The first thousand copies came with this form for you to fill out with the address of a friend, and then that friend would be sent a free copy of the album. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. It's very smart. That's a really good idea. But Elvis, 
Here's another quote that I found from Elvis Costello. This is also real quick. Sorry, pause. I inject here. This is what pisses me off about his name is you can't just say fucking Elvis. Yeah. Because it's always we're talking about Elvis. I keep doing that. The Elvis. Yeah. The real Elvis. I keep you, doing you have that. You to fucking always say his last name. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Yep. Elvis Costello, quote, the internet is overrated. It's much smaller in innovation than people think it is. I don't think it's changed the way anybody makes music, end quote. It's one of my favorite things in the world anytime you find any quote about somebody saying that about the internet. It's fucking awesome. What the fuck? <laughs> Did he ever apologize for that? I don't think it warrants an apology. I think he would probably rather not acknowledge that he, he just said wants it. To pretend like it never happened. I don't know. What, he probably I, still feels that way. I don't remember what year he said that in, but what a stupid. It was 2016. What a stupid old man thing to say. Like, what a horse's ass this guy is. Oh, I looked it up. He said it in December 2017. Weird. He just, he, he still feels that way. You're lying. I am lying, but <laughs> my point is I doubt he's changed. No, but music magazines were uh, the closest thing that music fans had to something like the internet back in the day, and music magazines are the only reason anyone even knows who this guy is. Yeah, they were falling all over each other to fucking plug him. This guy is the old-timey version of Pitchfork deciding a band is cool. That's exactly where I was going already. I'm glad that you brought it up because I totally agree. Basically, Pitchfork consolidated a lot of power. It would have been like the equivalent of 20 magazines yeah. and they made it into one website had a lot of leverage. Yeah. But before what so, they did right. is it was 13 people got together in a secret room yes. and had a meeting yes. about what they were going to decide was cool. Yeah. And then they went back, sacrificed. Listen, this is not, this is just my conspiracy theory for the whole music business. I have said this multiple times about not Elvis Costello, but things in general. I am convinced that there's just a group of individuals out there that decides what is going to be popular. And then they all work together to make it popular because there are so many bands in history that make it huge that I don't get. They're called teenagers. And yes. And, but Elvis Costello for me is one that when people stop being teenagers, they still think is great. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, 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 here's what I do know. Here's what I do know is that I will never understand this. There's no explanation. I, that's something that I can say with certainty. No, because I legitimately make an effort to try and listen to stuff. I always new records. Oh, I've tried music, so hard with even Elvis now, Costello. Even now today when new music comes out, people tell me to listen to something. I really do make an effort. I really do. And I really did try with Elvis Costello, and I really don't get it. And I'm not fucking exaggerating for the <laughs> funniness of the podcast. I'm being so genuinely honest. And honestly, think it's so bad that even if someone tried to explain it to me, I would just stare at them blankly the whole time and go, this person's been brainwashed. I don't even know what genre of music does Elvis Costello fit into. I guess, is it like a post-punk? Thing. This is one of those times I forgot to look at, you know, Wikipedia on the side, it says what genre well, it fits the, into. The cop-out is singer-songwriter, but I, I think when he got started, there's no way that anyone would call him a singer-songwriter. Uh, no. It was, it, I would say, uh, pub rock. Pub rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what, yeah, that was one of the ones. Yep. Now that's that you what say they that. call this. And I think I don't like pub rock, maybe. What does that mean? Is it something that you would play in the bar? Is... 
I see. This is what's weird for me, even about Elvis Costello. It was unskippable. It was like a first wave playlist. Uh-huh. This is first wave. What? I think at some point earlier in my life, I was exposed to it, and I immediately was like, no, 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 and I jumped over it, and I did not even realize how many people liked Elvis Costello. Till I was an adult. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. People really liked that? It can get weird if you... I generally assume that no one I'm hanging out with likes Elvis Costello. You can bring it up and shit can get weird pretty quickly. But I, th- I thought of uh, sort of the American version. I think that Bruce Springsteen is kind of the American version of an Elvis Costello thing. Yeah, I think it's. I could see that, but my God, there's no comparison. I don't even like Bruce Springsteen, but there is no comparison. I get it vibe-wise, I, I guess. I think someone would say that it comes down to the culture. Pretty much guaranteed any American that you would talk to who is a huge Elvis Costello fan could also be described as an Anglophile. Someone who's just obsessed with British culture in general. If something's from England, it's automatically better than the same exact thing from America, you know. That makes sense. Just like there's supposedly something inherently American about Bruce Springsteen. If you played me Elvis Costello and I didn't know anything about him, and you said he was from Staten Island, I would go, yeah, of course, that sounds right. I, too, do not hear anything inherently British in Elvis Costello's music. He's just a wannabe American rocker. Just wants to be an American, I guess. I would expect if we were having this conversation at a party and there was a really annoying person there who loved Elvis Costello, I would expect him to tell us that we don't get it because we're American. Which would just trigger me. I wouldn't care. I would, actually, I would tell him he was right <laughs> and to feel free to terminate the conversation and go speak with someone else at the party and enjoy his evening. I need to embrace this uh, this mentality. Attitude. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. It's a great, it, dude. It's a Just great so, Tell someone they're right and leave you the fuck alone. Yeah, I've, I've done that before, but only after I felt like it was pointless. Which maybe it's a good way to just jump off and acknowledge if somebody says they love Elvis Costello. I'm like, cool, we're done. Oh, yeah. I can acknowledge. Never giving that person your phone number. (laughs) This conversation in our friendship ends here. It's like the men in black mind eraser thing. (laughs) Yeah. You never happened. Yeah, this is, you don't exist. No conversation we've ever had exists. Somehow both Radiohead and the Foo Fighters cite Elvis Costello as an influence. And I think this is maybe worth talking about for a minute. Because how the fuck do those bands share any influences? There's no... (laughs) What do Radiohead and the Foo Fighters have in common? Also, what the fuck? Radiohead, I don't get at all. The Foo Fighters, I don't get either, but maybe because it's maybe early Radiohead because it was more rock and roll and less fucking dorky ass computer music. But I I don't don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I legitimately think that every band ever is better than Elvis Costello. (laughs) So if somebody said they're my inspiration for my band, I'm like, I already know your band is better, Mm. even if they suck too. I think people who think Elvis Costello is good should get into that whole new zealand indie thing bands like the clean tall dwarves the chill those are really good bands i don't think they sound like elvis costello because i like them thank god i don't think they really sound like it but i could see someone because it's kind of it's also from another place you know like if you're an anglophile and you like elvis costello because he's british these people are all from new zealand uh if you like him because of you know the way he looks these people kind of look dorky too and See, i think you're being really nice because in I'm my trying. mind no you are you're doing a good job because in my mind if you like elvis costello 
you should probably reconsider every decision you've ever made in your life. And I'm yeah. not kidding. Like maybe you yeah, should just true. maybe you should just listen to NPR from now on or podcasts or anything else besides music. It's so bad that I have legitimately tried to figure out. I'll give you a really good example. If you were to ask a generic Elvis Costello fan, what's their, one of their favorite songs besides Allison, right? Is Peace, Love, and Understanding. I wonder like how that. exactly how many of them even know that's a cover. Because if you don't, I think there's actually a really good chance that people don't know that that's a cover. I've seen where people will tell Elvis that's their favorite song, and he just kind of says, yeah. Yeah, because what's he going to say? Your favorite song and also yeah. a shit ton of other fucking people's favorite song <laughs> I ever performed wasn't my fucking song. Bummer, dude. You brought up the song Allison. I always love it when the band that we're talking about is so bad, but some other band has a better song with the exact same title. The band Slow Dive has a song, Allison, that crushes Elvis Costello's. It's such a great song. I wonder, okay, so at this point, there's got to be some people that are just listening to this episode because they enjoy our podcast and they haven't heard it. What, Slow Dive? No, 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 not Slow Dive. The fucking Allison, the the. Oh, you Elvis think there are Costello. people listening to this who have never heard Allison by Elvis Actually, Costello? Actually, it's got to be true. Either there are fans of Elvis Costello that are completely baffled that anyone wouldn't love that song. Maybe some kids. Maybe there are some children who've never heard Elvis Costello. Also, you shouldn't be listening to this fucking podcast. Go tell your parents that you're in trouble. <laughs> Your parents are fucking up right now. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with your parents? <laughs> One more band from Elvis Costello's own scene that I think was interesting, uh, Ian Dury and the Blockheads. You know, the sex and drugs and rock and roll, again, doesn't really sound like Elvis Costello. <laughs> I'm not giving you something that sounds similar. I think it's fair to say that Elvis Costello was influenced by Concrete and has influenced Concrete moving forward. I don't know what that means. That's exactly right. Just inanimate object that has nothing to do with music. Okay. He was inspired like that is just what you walk on. And he has inspired people to make better and worthless nothingness. I guess the closest thing that I could come up with to Elvis Costello, which I like this artist that I'm about to say, so it's sort of an insult, but I, I want to state up front that I like him, is Joe Jackson. I could see someone, probably people who like Elvis Costello also like That's Joe Jackson. That's crazy to me. Joe Jackson is infinitely better. I agree. He's the man. Yes. Everyone knows he's the man. <laughs> That's right. Which we could do an episode on Joe Jackson too, but... Well, Joe Jackson can sing. Is a, such a critical difference yeah, here. There's no comparison. One, you can listen to and go, I may not like this, but at least there's interesting songwriting and it's kind of quirky. And the other is just garbage. Let's get into specifically why Elvis Costello is bad. He's a monotone voice. There's Yeah, there's never he a melody. There's no, never a melody. Nothing. I think that's what's the most difficult thing. You're waiting for like the hook and the chorus and this fun vocal up and down and there's nothing. Yeah. It's just the same yeah. same tone the entire fucking time and the entire time you're like, wait, is he just singing the same note the yeah. whole time? Because he is. He is. He's so monotone. He sings like he thinks the singer of a band is supposed to do what the drummer of a band does. He just starts rambling off syllables and doesn't stop until the chorus, which is the only relief that you get from this onslaught of syllables. The drums stop tapping away to do some loose tom fills at the exact same time as Elvis slows his roll to say the name of the song or whatever in the chorus, just like a drum fill. He sings like the drums. Seriously, listen to any early Elvis Costello song. His vocals are just doing whatever the drums are already doing. Following the beat. Also, and not a melody. No, not a melody. 
It's also extremely predictable. Oh, yeah. And extremely boring and dull. There's nothing interesting. Well, and then later it got even worse. His music took this crazy turn off into like Burt Bacharach territory. I give up. I don't know. I want to know who told Elvis Costello that he should attempt to really sing and try to be a crooner. Because he did this. He kind of made this transformation into a lovey-dovey crooner type song guy. Who told him to do that? And who in the fuck is listening? Dude, all right. If someone tries to dick you down... By putting an Elvis Costello love album on, run, run. Do not, I don't care if you haven't had a date in a decade, you can do better. There's a really good chance you'll get murdered. Just turn around and walk away. Yeah, this person's not okay. Nothing good's gonna come out of it. Nothing good comes out of any of it. It's just bad. Run away. As far as him singing, it is almost like... Someone made a sarcastic comment about they heard Elvis singing. They're like, oh, you should be a singer. And he just didn't even register it. I've got to assume that's what happened. <laughs> Did you understand sarcasm? The song Oliver's Army is a ripoff of Dancing Queen by ABBA. I guess Elvis Costello or whoever was around probably assumed that everyone listening to him thought they were too cool to listen to ABBA and they would never notice. How would, yeah, come on. Of course people are going to fucking notice that you ripped off ABBA, dude. I'm sitting here this entire time you're talking and all I can think is if somebody said to me, you have to listen to the entire Elvis Costello catalog nonstop, literally straight through, or... We're going to rip off one of your nails. Oh, yeah. You never lost a fingernail? That's what I'm saying. I think I would rather just have them rip off my fingernail. Shit, man. I slammed my finger in a door one time, and it turned all black and blue, and the nail fell off. Yeah, but it grows back. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's not like I had to sit down and listen to every Elvis Costello song or anything. Well, it's the equivalent of maybe a couple seconds of really sharp pain. Then you take some Advil, and you're okay. Versus I've got to be hours, countless hours of your life. And I don't even know why my brain went there. I was like, that's a great torture technique. Here's a rare instance of David Lee Roth doing our job better than us. Just rendered the previous however many minutes of this podcast irrelevant with this quote. David Lee Roth said, music journalists love Elvis Costello because music journalists look like Elvis Costello. Oh, that's a good burn. Yeah, you might want to head to the local burn ward. That's a great burn. How many music critics listen uh, to our podcast right now that are like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you might want to stop That's listening. not even fucking true. I don't wear hats like him. <laughs> not only do I think that is true, I think it's the only reason we're sitting here talking about Elvis Costello today. If he had not become a critic's darling, he would have never been anything more than irrelevant. I feel like there's at least a chance that music critics, once they reach a certain point in their career, are just trolling people. I'm going to guess that the music critics that liked Elvis Costello back in the day, they just picked this guy and they were like, watch this, man. I'm going to fucking everyone... Watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna convince people this guy's good. They're just trolling them the whole time. They don't actually like him. Were well, you talking about that moment in High Fidelity where he's like, "I'm gonna sell this many copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band." Yeah, and he hits play on the song. Who's his band? Who's his band playing? Yeah, almost positive that's exactly what happened. That band doesn't have to be good. He could have done it with a bad Which, band. Which, if you're a music critic listening to this, this would actually it's tough nowadays because there's so many quote unquote music critics, and there's I'm not exaggerating, probably tens of thousands of YouTube channels. There's probably hundreds of podcasts, a shit ton of people. But back then there was only a couple because it was all print media, predominantly print media. 
So if you could just get on the phone with 10 music critics, which there was, you know, that reaches a decent number of people, just 10, and you could all agree on one artist, you could oh. probably break someone oh, just by, by you're doing saying it. an organized... This is an inside job. An organized campaign. Yeah. How woke are we about to get right now, dude? Well, here's the truth. Elvis Costello is kind of like the 9-11 of music, and the music critics were the Bush family. You know how the inside job did. That's what it was. I'm going to go on. I mean, I know that's conspiratorial, well, only but I think it's true. No argument from me. Elvis Costello was an inside job.com. If you ever watch an Elvis Costello music video, it is so strange. It's such a strange experience because he's doing all these faces and poses and shit. Like what he's playing is the most hardcore shit ever. This one chord change is just like breaking his knee and he's got to fall down a little bit to really hit this chord change. Dude. Settle the fuck down. You're just singing one note. You're playing a normal ass pop song. This is bland even. It's not even an uppity pop song. This is just bland shit that you're doling out. If this is an ice cream stand, you're serving up vanilla scoops all day, sir. Yeah, and you're just putting a grit on the one tone that your vocal cords are capable of making. You really get the impression that he thinks he's doing something that somehow is rocking our world, or he thinks that all he has to do is make this face to make us think that he's rocking our world or something. Fucking A. Just putting a face on to make it look gritty does not make it gritty. Yeah. Doesn't make it edgy. Doesn't make it punk. Doesn't make it rock. Doesn't make it pub rock, whatever the fuck that means. It just doesn't. It almost feels like a predecessor of Weezer in some ways. Uh, well, I don't I mean, at least Weezer had a couple songs that were hooky. Yeah, there was hooks that you, okay, well, I get it because it's got this yeah. generic... How many times can I hum some fucking word hook to it? I don't think Elvis Costello ever had. I get a pretty mean towards women vibe from a lot of Elvis Costello's lyrics. It's kind of got this puny guy with glasses and everything with a guitar dumping spite for rejecting him kind of thing. Yeah, he's just a fucking asshole. I can't but relate to you that. You know how many times I read when you look him up, Elvis Costello's hot wife or something like that? I didn't what? I, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't I legitimately when I'm looking like up Elvis Costello. Like if you type in Elvis Costello, it autocompletes to hot wife. Yeah, maybe that's because my Google searches or something like that. Like <laughs> Google's like, oh, this guy really wants to see his hot uh, wife. Or you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I don't think so. But that's one of the things that it said like Elvis Costello's hot wife or attractive wife or something like that, which I didn't click on because he, I was like, he married Diana crawl. I don't know who that is. The jazz pianist. Okay. I mean, I don't really care about her career that much either, but I, yeah. God, look at these pictures. Sorry. I'm looking up pictures and he's just such a dork. He looks like a toe. <laughs> he just, looks like a toe with glasses. Like a big toe. He does, actually. No, he looks he, like the bottom of a big toe with eyeglasses. You know, I actually see the Weezer coming through in some of these things. You know what I mean? There's yeah, some like... The, the standing like you've got rickets and your posture's all fucked up. Like, I don't remember we... Uh, I, don't, I don't remember, <laughs> did we mention, is Elvis Costello an influence on Weezer? It would make sense it if would he was. blow my mind if he wasn't. Yeah. It would, it's unthinkable that he would not be. If nothing else, than the image. I read a lot of people saying things like they hated Elvis Costello the first few times they listened to it, but after hearing an album several times, they finally got into it. Have these people never heard of Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> I listened to it and I really thought it sucked. So I read another music critic and this music critic said it was great. So I listened to it again and I was like, 
it still really sucks. And by the fifth music critic that I read, and then I really started understanding it more. You just got fucking brainwashed, dude. Well, speaking of pathology, music critics really must be a masochistic breed because the more Costello talks shit about them, the more they seem to love him. Check this quote out. Quote, just because someone gives me a good review doesn't mean that I'm going to fall at their feet. I don't need you or you or you or him or anyone to tell me that I'm good. I know how good I am. Thanks. I didn't need anyone to tell me that this year's model is a great album. It's my fucking record. I made the fucking thing, wrote the fucking songs, and you're telling me how good it is? What's the matter with you people? I know exactly how good it is. You don't need to tell me that. Show some fucking imagination when you write about me or don't bother writing about me at all. Do you even understand what I'm saying? End quote. Wow. Greatest! He's the best! So he literally just word vomits. He's pissed on everyone. This huge pile of word vomit out. And all the while, music critics are just shoveling it in their mouths. Yes, Mr. Costello, give us more. Give oh, us more. Oh, it's so good. He what hates else us. can you say he about us? He hates us. He's so real. He doesn't cater to our whims. He's so anti-establishment. He doesn't care what I say, so I love him. Oh. He doesn't care what we think. He's so great. This is another guy who has said some epically stupid shit to journalists in interviews about wanting to die young before he started making bad music. I found a great Elvis Costello quote about this. You ready? Yeah. Quote, yeah, Graham Parsons, he had it all sussed. He didn't stick around. He made his best work and then he died. That's the way I want to do it. I'm never, ever going to stick around long enough to churn out a load of mediocre crap like all those guys from the 60s ended up doing. I'd rather kill myself. I mean, Parsons' exit was perfect. You think I'm joking, right? I'm deadly serious about this. I'm not going to be around to witness my artistic decline. End quote. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elvis. What are, you, what are you doing, buddy? Too late. You went off a fucking cliff. Yeah, but then a year later, he did this whole fucking racist thing. I was going to say some people, Some people want to give him an out by saying that all he was doing was being outrageous to try to stoke a fight or whatever, but fuck that. This guy's just an asshole. He said some extremely racist and stupid stuff about James Brown and Ray Charles. In like 1979, their bus pulls up to the hotel. They see another tour bus in the hotel parking lot. They realize there's another band in there, and... I guess the running attitude of the whole tour was they're a British band in America. We're here to drink your beer and steal your women, that sort of attitude or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Give it a shot. Go for it. See how, quote unquote, our women take to your fucking attitude. They kind of roll into this bar with the whole, well, let's see who this other band is and surely we're better than them or whatever. And it ends up being Steven Stills. And a bunch of other people, I don't remember, I think maybe Bonnie Bramlett was around for this. And pretty soon they start arguing over... I don't know what. Maybe that American music is better than British music or vice versa. Elvis Costello tells them that American music doesn't have any whatever soul or something. I don't I don't really remember. I didn't really write this down because I I don't want to quote what he exactly said. Uh, you should look it up if you uh, yeah, want if you want to hear the whole story, yeah. look it up. Yeah, go ahead and look that shit up. And if Elvis Costello is your favorite band, you really should look it up. You absolutely should. I think they know though because he's been dealing with this for a long time because it was so stupid. He said an extremely racist thing about James Brown and then someone was like, "Well, what about Ray Charles? Like surely you weren't going to talk shit about Ray Charles." And then he said an even more racist thing about Ray Charles and he uh, uh spoke about him being blind in a negative way. And then Someone who was, he does succeed in starting a fight. You know, way to go, buddy. You got your wish. I think he got knocked out even in this bar fight. <laughs> Edge Lord achievement unlocked. 
Uh, so then the next day, someone goes to the press with these comments, and he issues this sort of half-assed non-apology, saying he was only trying to be obnoxious to end the argument and start a fight. You start fights with people by saying your favorite team sucks. What are you, like people things that like are ridiculous. Like this podcast. Right. You start, you start yeah. a fight with someone by, yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. never been racist on this podcast. Fuck no. All we're doing is sitting down and starting fights with people. We wouldn't, yeah, exactly. You don't have to say shit and then backtrack and say, oh, I just wanted to start a fight. Well, then make fun of something that they like. Ask them who their favorite football team is. And when they tell you, you say, they fucking suck. Yeah. I love the Giants. Well, the fucking Giants fucking suck. Yeah. Suck my balls. And then when they're like, whatever, dude, that's mean. Be like, you're a bitch. Yeah. And then, you know, you're fighting. You don't have to say a bunch yeah. of horrible shit. There are a hundred other ways to be obnoxious besides being racist. And if you're drunk and your goal is, I'm just going to annoy this person, how do I do that? If the first answer to that question you ask yourself is, say something racist, dun dun dun. You're a racist. Yeah. You're fucking racist, guy. Yeah. If that's the first thing you get to, you're fucking racist. Yeah, right. Don't say that. It's not that hard. Yeah. Oh, no, don't do that one. That's racist. If that's your first answer, just say he blows. James Brown, I hate everything about him. You don't have to go any further than that. You can just dog on his music. This really is a situation, though, where anyone who is taking a person saying this shit seriously needs to reevaluate how they're interacting with other humans. If anyone listening to this ever finds themselves standing in front of a person trashing James Brown or trashing Ray Charles, Shut it down, turn around, walk away. Tell them they're right. Just be like, you know what? You're right, I'm wrong, have a good day. Walk away, because they're either fucking with you or you're not gonna be able to have a conversation with this person. No one in their right mind hates James Brown and Ray Charles. Yeah, that's it's right up there with somebody saying that <laughs> Elvis Costello is their favorite band. Like, to me, it's like the same turn level. Turn around. Just... Just walk end, away End the conversation. Pretend you got a phone call. Pretend you got to take a shit, whatever you got to do to leave the situation. So then in 2013, Questlove was interviewing Elvis Costello and Questlove keeps it real. He brought this shit up. Hey, what happened there, buddy? And Elvis Costello said, quote, I'm sorry. You know, it's about time I said it out loud. End quote. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is about time you said that out loud. 30 years later, I'm sorry, it's about time I said it out loud. What in the holy fuck were you waiting on? <laughs> waiting for the right time, man. I just, I really wanted to wait to the right time to say I was sorry. So yeah, it took me 30 years, you know, to say it. I really just needed to say it. Can we get a round of applause for Elvis Costello, everybody? Yeah. Uh, if your favorite band is Elvis Costello. Your favorite band fucking sucks. You are welcome for yet another critically acclaimed episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Look, I know there are a thousand things you wanted us to talk about when it comes to Elvis Costello because there's just that much that sucks about this guy. Well, there's only so much time. However, now that the podcast has really taken off, we're definitely going to be expanding the current format of the show. It's only a matter of time before we start introducing different types of content here 
We'll have special episodes, new segments, that mini episode thing I talked about forever ago. All the cool stuff that can happen seems like it's going to happen. So just hang out for a bit and we'll be there before you know it. There's just one last piece of business before I send you to yfbspod.com to grab a link to this episode and share it everywhere you can. And that last piece of business is that, yeah, it's possible. Mark and I don't say ABBA correctly. I've heard people say ABBA, and I'm sure Mark has too. Probably neither one of us knows whether we're saying it right or not, but either way, saying ABBA is for chodes. All right, chodes, get ready, because next week on the podcast, we're going after a band that I'm pretty sure is the most universally liked band maybe we'll ever do. And that band is Outcast.